What's going on? How y'all doing tonight? Welcome to the Anchor.com, the AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can broadcast from your bedroom, living room, bathroom, any room your heart desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This evening I'm going to talk about one of my favorite male artists, um, vocalist, and pretty much the best thing early on in his career. He had some hits, but he was like the side man, the Sam Cooke. If you remember, bring it on home, he did the hook, and I'm talking about the one and only Lou Rawls. One of the guys that was a very versatile artist and definitely left a lasting impression. I'm just mainly going to concentrate on his Philly International era because that was the era, you know, I was very young at the time and, you know, not aware of everything, you know, the ins and outs and the comeback and so on and forth. But I just know good music and I always say the same on same. It don't matter what year, what era the music comes out, if it hits you, it hits you. And this man came out with some big hits with Philly International and he teamed up with Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff and left a lasting impression. So I'm just going to talk about some of them songs as I have the collection in front of me and I songs that I, you know, that move me. And uh, one of those songs is If I Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. And I always used to like, you know, hearing that kind of song because I like how he put it. You know, you always say, I almost did it, could have done it, should have done it, may have done it. And people might say, well, did you do it? But when you hear it in the song, it's like, yeah, you can identify with that song. Yeah, you can definitely relate to how that song goes. Yeah, it sounds like I almost had it. I feel like I had it. I would have had it. I could have had it. You know, and that's kind of how it goes. It was real catchy, real soulful, real, you know, just had a real good groove to it. And um, I like the aspect of that kind of song, you know, just one of them songs that complimented where he was and what he was doing in a particular time and it was definitely cool I definitely liked that song another song I dug was Spring Again it was just like real refreshing you know one of the things about his voice it had a real pleasant strong feel to it yet it had a contemporary uh, popular crossover appeal to it you know he had a real interesting tone and feel to hear what he did because he had a jazz blues smoky room thing going but yet he could croon he could be soulful. He could be accessible. He could do gospel. You know, he had a kind of voice that had a far-reaching uh, vibe about it. And with the right material, he was always on point. So, you know, this was just another one of those songs where, um, you know, it complimented what he was doing. And he just definitely left an impression with that song. So I always dug that song. I thought that song was cool. And it definitely captured the vibe and the element and the aspects and the attitude. So... You know, just definitely um, another one of his, another one of those strong vocal performances by Lou Rawls. Another song I dug was Lady Love. I like how he, you know, it's like he sung these songs that remind you he was on Philly International at the time. And I'm going to do one on Teddy Pendergrass another time, but he was on the same, same time. But yet his harmonies had, had a romantic like a like a glass to drink with food and so it had a certain different uh, chivalry gentleman wise sophistication but it still worked sensual however it was done differently you know and it was like a good balance and that's one of the things I can say about him musically as an artist he uh, he definitely understood balance he understood reasoning and he definitely loaned himself to um a very unique ability to put, you know, pulling certain things off that he did. So, you know, it's just another one of those situations when you hear him 
and you hear the song like this, it was real smooth and the way the cadence goes into it. And when he kind of does like a storytelling part, which is really cool. And he definitely had a, you know, it was a cool vibe to that. You know, definitely was a cool vibe to that. So I definitely like that. Um, another cut I dug from this album was Pure Imagination. Now, originally the song from Wally Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but <clears throat> the way he sung it and the, and the way the strings of the music captured his voice was just really lively and bubbly. And it was a feel-good type of vibe. Mariah Carey did a remake of this, actually. On uh, She's a sample interpretation of it. So you can definitely tell uh, this was on her number ones. Um, it just, it loans itself. You know, it's one of those things that when you hear it, you're like, this just truly sounds good. Another cut that I dug by him, which was a Steppers classic, was Groovy People. And I like how he went down home folk vibe and just, brought it there you know like I said he he definitely had um a way of singing that definitely hit you um the elements were definitely felt and it was definitely um a warmth to it a, a real presentation um and you know he could just hit into those nuances you listen for artists that can do that and he definitely understood that so that was definitely one of them songs that definitely hit hit hard for real Next cut I like was Let Me Be Good To You. Now, this was like disco, the, the tango type of thing going. And, you know, it had a groove going. And I like how his voice trailed. And he even had a little rap in there, you know. Lou had that, Lou from Chicago, so he had that, he definitely had that vibe going on in what he was doing. And um, again, when you hear his singing, when you hear his phrasing, and you hear how he hits with the groove. It just works out really nice. And, then, and I like the background vocals. That was real sweet. And it just was really timely, you know. Again, he just, you know, had one of those kind of songs that just really just hit and had some life to it. It was really cool. The next cut I like is See You When I Get There. I liked how this song, he was being seductive and he was being direct, but he still did it in a real cool approach, you know. And again, he has a way of singing these sort of songs which complement his range, his tone, and his feel. And, um, you know, he is the kind of artist that when you hear him sing certain songs, you're just like, yeah, that's like a Lou Rawls kind of cut. That's a that's a kind of feel that he goes after. And, you know, and it's just... You know, just a real welcoming expression, a real, a real, you know, treat to the ears and the imagination. So, um, again, this was a real tight cut, and it, it and it has a nice groove to it. And when Philly International was doing their dance, bass tracks, some disco funk, so balance between like a hybrid of things they were doing, they were incorporating their production. He fit in really well, you know. He fit in really well. Now, the ultimate song for me was You'll Never Find Another Love Like Mine. Ain't that like the ultimate kiss-off song when someone, you know, disrespects you, leaves you? And then this is like the ultimate kiss-off song. I mean, I've always loved the way he sung this song. I love the groove of it. It was like one of the greatest comeback songs. And when people talk about acts that had a second life and came back, he doesn't get his due for, re, you know, for revamping his career. See, a lot of artists from the 60s to 70s, and they came back and they rebranded themselves, we came back. 
you, that's a lost art, especially for artists that are middle age or, you know, haven't had hits in a while. And then they team up with somebody and all of a sudden it's like they get a whole new identity and it's like they just come away with some hits and they have a new career. You know, you know, very seldom do you see that in modern day. I can point to Ronald Isley and the Isley Brothers, the Mr. Big Zero, and I can point that to Charlie Wilson. You know, it's not the same in R&B as much. Now, those are a couple exceptions, and you have to go back to Tina Turner and stuff like that. But if you go back in the in the back in the day, it was a little bit more common. But to see Lou Rawls go from that smoky feel, down home vibe of music making, where you know a part of his career was like akin to kind of sort of the way Johnny Guitar Watson was before he funked it up in Johnny Taylor. And then to fast forward to the Philly International Sound and get on board with that, and it worked. Told you this cat was a, was a pretty pretty good talent, was a pretty strong, solid talent to pull that off because, again, most artists didn't have that luxury and that kind of skill set to pull it off like that, and he did. He did. And You'll Never Find No Love Like Mine was a classic song, and one of them songs that still sounds good all these years later, 45 years later, you can still bop and groove to that cut. So it's a testimony to his great talent and what he did as an artist and how the songs and everything came together. So anyway, give me your thoughts and takes about Lou Ross. What was your favorite songs, uh, live performances, uh, videos or albums? Feel free to share with me. I welcome the comments and thoughts. Wash your hands. Keep your mind clear. Watch out for one another. And uh just because a song is old or album is old doesn't mean you can't find something new in it. Because a lot of Lou Rawls' stuff has been sampled and has been covered beyond to a lot some people would think. He definitely made an impact. And also, you know, uh, very charitable man, United Negro College Fund, so much so forth. Very memorable talent. And I'm just telling you about the Philly, Philadelphia era. But there was a whole career before that. Anyway, so next time, keep it funky. Keep it on the one. Uh, be careful out there. Watch out for another. Take it easy. Until next time, I see you. Peace.